Welcome to the Platform Podcast. On this show, we're trying to educate you about the American college system. We're going to be having college coaches and student athletes joining us, talking about the experiences in America, and hopefully by the end of the show, you would have taken away some amazing information. Enjoy. How are you doing? Good, man. Good. That's good. Um, how's you and your family? Obviously, you're dealing with COVID-19. It's a scary time. How are you guys doing? No, we're good. Um, obviously, it's uh, it's tough time trying to not knowing what's what's next. But um, the family's good. We're just trying to follow rules and and, yeah. and try to work through it and find ways to stay busy. So yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's definitely crazy. And obviously, like you know, not what many people when they see like one state being affected, they think it's the whole of America. Um, and yeah. as you know, as you know, it's a state by state basis on how COVID nineteen is going. How was COVID nineteen in regards to like Wake Forest? Um, so right now, I'm actually my family's from South Carolina, so I came to stay with them. So I'm here in South Carolina working uh, remotely uh, from home. But I know back in North Carolina, where where I live as well, um, it's kind of um, it's kind of the same story when it comes to uh, uh, not knowing what to do. Uh, I think they extended the stay at home in North Carolina uh, to May 30th, I think, the end of the month. Uh, so still trying to figure it out. And I think here in South Carolina, what's crazy is we've, we've opened some retail stores and, and some some beaches and stuff like that. And nobody knows if that's the, the right thing to do or not. So obviously state by state is has their own thoughts on, on that. So yeah, but it's nah, tough. It's crazy here, man. Well, I mean, we're, we're, we're lucky, number one, that we're living in a very small country. And, I mean, on, on the news yesterday, you know, we only had three new cases throughout the country, which is great. But I'll tell you what, so that we were in lockdown four, which is, you know, you've got to stay at home. Uh, you, can't, you can't leave. Small businesses were shut. And now we've moved into three, uh, which is like small businesses can reopen now, not mm. just essential workers but you're still going to be two meters away from different people. You can't extend your COVID bubble with your isolation group. And I just read on the news this morning that three McDonald's have been shut down because they've run out of stock. Like people oh. just, <laughs> they just yeah. like food. Biggest way, grab it, go back home. <laughs> yep. That's it, man. Like seriously, it's crazy. But look for everyone that's watching this. Um, Jonathan is on the men's coaching staff at Wake Forest. Uh, they are a fantastic soccer program. They've been ranked inside the top ten for a number of years. Um, their success very much, you know, is is across the board, not just in soccer but in all sports as well. So thank you, Jonathan, for being here. We really appreciate your time. And um, I mean, we've got a range of questions that we want to ask you. Uh, before this call, I posted on our social media and asked some people if they had any questions um, to send them through, and some of them did. So we'll run through those very shortly. But I guess the first thing is, how did you get into being a student athlete yourself? When did the process start for you? Yeah, so um, obviously, I was I was born in here in the states, uh, from New York. Uh, and I was in a moving transition uh, in that time of high school. Uh, so when I moved, I moved to South Carolina, and that's where I kind of settled and have been here since, since, uh, since then. Um, we had – obviously, I didn't know much. I didn't know the area. I didn't know anything. So, obviously, it was, it was a time for me to – a transition time. Uh, so it was a little bit harder for me uh, when it came to figuring things out. 
but obviously football, uh, soccer keeps, keeps me grounded and helps me. So I focus on that. Uh, and I think I focus on that a lot more than, than uh, school. And that was my, my issue. Um, so obviously the focus was uh, football. And then uh, to me, um, school came second. And that was my, my, my issue. Um, so with that being said, I, I ended up going into the, uh, the JUCO route, the junior college route. Right. I played three years at a junior college, which is a two-year uh, program uh, where you go there, take your basic classes uh, to, to get you eligible and obviously move on to a four-year school and NCAA eligible as well. So I did that. Um, obviously, coming out of junior college, did well there, did, won two region championships uh, with the program there, Spartanburg Methodist College. Um, and then from there, had a couple – other offers for uh, Division Four programs uh, in Division One and Division Two, and I ended up uh, uh, wanting to go stay home, cl- close to family. That was my thing. Um, that's what I wanted, and so I stayed uh, here at a Division Two program called uh, North Greenville University, and that's where I played for the rest of my two remaining years. And then from there, uh, played a little bit of uh, semi-pro here, what they call the MPSL, uh, the PDL. Um, and then I just, from there went on and started getting involved with coaching and, and focused more on that and, and knew that was kind of where, where my calling was and went further with that than, than actually playing. Yeah, not for sure. And so, I mean, it's amazing that you went to junior college and then you went on to a four year program and now you're coaching at one of the top division one colleges in the country. Um, it's an amazing, amazing journey for you and an inspiring journey for you as well. Um, not many athletes, you know, know too much about the junior college system here in New Zealand. And so can you touch a little bit on your experience there? Like, was it, you mentioned the junior college system is only for two years. How are the facilities at junior college? Um, are they really nice facilities there? Did you feel like it was very similar to your Division Two program? Um, no, because obviously when it comes to two-year schools, uh, you'll find a lot of community colleges that are two year programs as well. So those kind of, those schools have uh, sometimes uh, athletic programs. So those are uh, universities that don't have a lot of funding, a lot of the backing for athletics, like a division one or division two program has. So facilities and all that stuff wasn't um, up to par uh, with those type of programs. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and like I said, that was my issue. I didn't pay attention uh, much to my ac- academics, and that was a big thing that hurt me in my process and my my looking for schools and my uh, ambitions to play at the highest level I could. Uh, because you got to mix both; they have to be uh, balanced. Uh, you got to do well in the classroom and and do well on the pitch as well. Um, so that's kind of where I lacked. I was more focused on one than the other. So I took the JUCO route. Um, Obviously, good thing that they, they, they had that route. They had that route for people that maybe aren't sure of what they want to do, uh, especially for internationals or not sure. Maybe that's just a way to get over here and get familiar, get uh, acclimated to it. Um, and then others that might not be NCAA eligible, might not have the grades. Or, for example, some programs that are JUCOs, uh, you don't need the SAT. Uh, so you can take that route and, and go with that. And then from there, you do become eligible if you have the right grades uh, to move on to NCAA programs. Right. Absolutely. And 
after your college career, you mentioned that you played semi-professional, but then you also went and worked at a number of different universities before you started at Wake Forest. Tell us how you got into that. Yeah, so uh, luckily, um, when I was at North Greenville, they had a major uh, that, that really interests me and that, that I was looking for, um, and that's a big key in, in finding where you want to go and, and, and be in the right fit because it, it is a four-year commitment, and it's the next four years of your life that you make that decision. So the major I, I liked was sport management. So I studied that for my last two years. Uh, I graduated with a sport management degree, but my last semester there um, was considered an internship uh, oh. that you have to fulfill uh, to be able to graduate. So what I did was um, my internship in coaching. Uh, I decided that's what I want to do. Um, so I reached out to a couple programs, got a couple uh, offers to come, obviously intern, volunteer uh, as an assistant. Um, and luckily I was able to do that at um, at a program called Southern Wesleyan University, uh, which is also a Division II program. Now, uh, back then was a NAIA school, then turned into a NCCAA school, which is a college Christian association. And now is the NCAA Division II program. Um, but at the time that I was there, uh, they were in the transition. Um, so we played in the NCCAA um, division like I said, which is the Christian uh, College Association. Um, and we were national champions of, of that. So that, that helped me a good bit. I learned from great people uh, there. The head coach that's there um, is a good friend of mine. He's actually now the assistant at uh, a, a Division One program in the ACC. Wow. Uh, so I have a good relationship with him. And that's how um, kind of leapfrogged my, my – uh, my career uh, from there, I went on to a Division One program called uh, Presbyterian College. Right. Uh, learned from uh, great guys there. Uh, for example, the head coach John Potter, uh, and then the other assistant Flo Leo, who uh, have both had great careers. Uh, the year I was there, we turned the program around. Um, we all three came in at the same time uh, to a O and sixteen program. Uh, turned that program around in one year. Made the the conference semifinal and wow. lost PKs in the first season. And then the next season that I left uh, because I was offered another job that season, they ended up winning the championship uh, for the big South um, conference. Uh, so I like to say I had a hand in that, a part in that, cause I recruited the players there uh, that went on to do that. Uh, so I take a lot of pride in saying that uh, from there, I went back um, to my alma mater in North Greenville for, for a season. Um, and, and tried to help as much as I could there. There was a new staff, uh, and I came on, and, and, and it, was, it was a time where I got to be a little bit closer to home and, and, and yeah. do things uh, for, for a program that I enjoyed, that I spent time at. Um, so I was there for a year, and then after that, um, I was able to go on to another Division One program, uh, Wofford College, which is in the SOCON. Uh, division uh, in the I mean uh, conference in the uh, division one uh, era and was there for a season as well until I moved on here to, to Wake Forest. From a recruiting standpoint you know you're you've got an amazing CV you had a great college career you've had a as both a student and also as a coach when that job came about for Wake Forest how come you took it what made you want that Wake Forest coaching role? 
obviously I wanted like my aspirations playing at the time when I was playing to now, I want to be at the highest level I can and being in the ACC at, I think the best uh, soccer program in the country when it comes to college um, was a step that I wanted to take. I had a good relationship with the, uh, the staff here. Uh, I've known through obviously out in the recruiting realm and, and, and camps and stuff like that. So I've met them and knew them. And once the opportunity came about, I had to jump on it. Um, the, the staff here is, is amazing. It's, it's three, three other guys, um, the head coach, Bobby Muse, uh, two associate head coaches, uh, Steve Armis and Dane Brenner. Uh, so I'm coming in as an assistant, uh, basically working on the three head coaches. Uh, so that was uh, a no-brainer for me, for me to be able to learn from guys like that, guys that have been through it in a program that, that's been the six college cups. Um, you, you, can't, you can't beat it. So, yeah. yeah, I had to jump on it. Yeah, absolutely. I remember when you told me you got the job. Um, I was absolutely stoked for you. It was such a, such a I know it's a massive achievement because Wake Forest isn't a college that's ranked 40 in the country. They've been consistently inside the top 10 in the NCAA Division I men's college rankings uh, for a number of years now. And you guys have had an amazing group of athletes. Now, let's talk about the athletes that you guys have, have recruited. I know me being in New Zealand, you have um, had the uh, opportunity to recruit New Zealanders. You've got Calvin Harris. Um, the Wellington Phoenix striker. How's he doing? How's he settling in over there? Um, he's settled. He's settled in, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> he, he obviously was recruited uh, before I got, got here. Um, he was brought on by the staff and, and obviously me taking a look at who he was, check, checking out his videos, getting the, the chance to talk to him uh, before I even met him uh, gave me more of a, of a like a, a, a willingness and an anxiety to, to, to be able to work with him and, 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 and get him on campus. So when he came in, obviously every international that comes in has a little transition period. Uh, that's no problem, but I think his wasn't that long. Um, and he came in on the right foot. Um, obviously a freshman coming into, to a group like, like we had um, is very challenging, but he, he took it and ran with it. Uh, obviously, was bought into what we do, we do as a staff, what we want as a group, um, and and did well this past season. Made all ACC freshman team. Um, just uh, the other night, uh, we have awards um, here at Wake, which we call the the golden the Golden Globes, uh, like you see on TV and stuff right. like that. But we have <laughs> for our uh, athletes, and he was the male rookie of the year for the whole for wow. the whole university. So he's, he's fit in well, and we're excited for the next season to see him add to that, um, to that, those accomplishments. What kind of student athletes do you look for when you recruit uh, for Wake Forest? I think it's a, obviously a, a, a mix of a lot of things. Obviously, technically, you, you want a player that's sound, uh, tactically gets the game, understands what to do in certain situations. Uh, but at the same time, you just you, you watch other things in the game uh, when they're off the ball. Uh, what are they doing uh, when they just lost the ball? What are they doing in transition? Little things like that um, kind of tell you what type of person they are as well. Um, we, we look to bring in people that we think will fit into to, to what we have as a, as a program and as a culture um, and, and other things when it comes to 
to not the football part is academically. Um, Wake Forest is a very high academic program. I mean, we we compete with Ivy League schools uh, with for recruits and, and student athletes. Um, so so that's another aspect of it that we we definitely look into um, when it comes to the to the recruiting and what kind of kids we we want to bring in. For sure. And, um, you know, there's a lot of athletes that I guess will be sending you a ton of emails with, you know, wanting to come to Wake Forest as student athletes. What catches your attention? Is it like, obviously, we spoke about this on the phone before about, you know, the importance of being a national player for your country, helping your value as a recruit go up. Is that true? Do you only look at like national level players or do you look at other athletes that may not get those opportunities as well? No, obviously, we we want the best of the best. Obviously, we're going to try and get the best players we can. Uh, it doesn't matter where they come from. Uh, I mean, we we did a webinar the other day for high school coaches uh, here in the States, uh, kind of just filling them in on what we're doing as a program, as a staff uh, during this time. And, and one of their questions was, um, do you guys even look at high school, co- uh, high school players if they're not playing – uh, the MLS academies or any other academies or, or well-known clubs. And we're like, of course, we'll look at them. Uh, we want the best of the best. doesn't matter where they come from, as long as they fit what we're trying to do, as long as obviously academics line up uh, with what we, we have to look for. And um, obviously those things help uh, when it comes to having nat- youth national team experience, playing at so-and-so academies, playing at this level and stuff like that. Those things will obviously help when it comes to it. Um, and relationships uh, are a big thing for us. So we, we, we talk to people that we know and people that, that let us know uh, about players as well um, is a big thing. So, no, we, we, we try and recruit the best. Um, and, and it doesn't matter where they come from or, or what kind of experience they, they had. Sure. I, I had a couple of questions from some parents. And obviously with COVID-19, all the athletes and, and students in high schools are back home now doing stuff online. And, you know, they're not going to their soccer trainings. They don't get an opportunity to go to the gyms. Now, you get some students that are very self-driven and are still working really hard on their fitness. And you get some students that are sitting at home playing Fortnite <laughs> and going through with that. Um, when you guys recruit athletes, do you look at, their athletic ability and what kind of things do you look at when you, if you do look towards those sort of things? Yeah. So obviously um, athletic ability is a big thing when it comes to, to the sport and, and it's something we do look at. Um, if you look at our, our team, we don't, we're not the biggest team. We're, we're not a team that's going to skyscrape over everybody else. We're a team that loves to play the game and loves to play football possession, possession based, uh, team uh, obviously possession with a purpose which is to penetrate uh, defensive lines and stuff like that so we look for technical players um, when it comes to, to that aspect um, so they don't have to be the biggest guy or the most athletic guy but we want a good mix we want an athletic guy that technically knows what they're doing on the field and tactically is aware of what's going on um, so obviously um, it's it's a grind when it comes to college soccer. So we need people that are, we need players, um, uh, student athletes that are going to be fit, uh, coming in fit, uh, cause you don't really have time, uh, to prepare when it comes to that. So, 
So th this is a good time to actually work on fitness, work on preparation for, for yourself when it comes to that, because obviously it's the next step for a lot of these young men uh, stepping into a realm where you're going to be playing against men. Um, so obviously the athletic part uh, helps a lot when it comes to that. Awesome. And do you look at like the yo-yo test score as a good indicator of what their fitness levels are? Yeah, so we, we do a beep test, which is kind of similar. Uh, yeah. Same thing. Uh, we we want a, a benchmark to start off uh, with you and, and see where you're at and stuff like that. Um, do we do we look at that before you even come in? No, not really. But it, obviously we want you to be at a certain uh certain level when it comes to uh, tests like that, like the beep test or stuff like that, um, because you don't want to fall behind, especially um, at a place like, like Wake, where we have guys that are at that level and even, even more coming from great backgrounds and stuff like that. So they've been prepared, they've been focused, and, and, and those are the guys that are driven and getting after it, not the guys sitting, sitting playing Fortnite all day. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I, mean, I know a lot of parents have been messaging me that and I kind of laughed because yeah. it's, it's, it's true. Like, you know, the su most successful athletes are the ones that are self-driven. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, look at your team. You, got, you guys have got a bunch of elite individuals um, in your roster, ones that have aspirations of becoming professional. And let's talk about that a little bit. You've got a lot of athletes from around the world. This year's Kelvin Harris, for example, do you guys get a lot of phone calls from professional scouts like asking for players to be drafted into the MLS, et cetera? Well, how does that work? So along with playing in the best conference in the country in the ACC, um, those things do come along a lot. Um, obviously, um, those programs are, are looking for the best players and, and if they can find it in, in their own academies, if they can find it in the college game, they're going to come calling to the best. Uh, programs that they can find in the best uh, conference. So we do get calls all the time. We have uh, obviously scouts and, and, and recruit, uh, recruiters that do come to games uh, and, and watch and, and obviously get in contact with us here and there. Uh, but obviously what we're focused on is, is uh, four years uh, that they're trying to put in to, to get a, a, a diploma and, and obviously have a good experience here. Uh, do we prepare you for, for the next level? Of course. We, we try and do that. That's, that's our mission, not only on the field, but off the field. We want to uh, develop you into great men um, at the same time. So that's our mission, to get you to the next level, whether that be in the business realm, whether that be on the field, whether that be the next step of your life. Um, we, we do look for that, but we, we do get calls all the time. Uh, obviously, the, the staff is well-connected everywhere. Uh, when it comes to that. Um, so we know people in places and, and we have people that, that we have good relationships with. Yeah. Sure. And Wake Forest is an amazing place, um, you know, to prepare people for both the academic futures and also for a potential professional soccer career as well. What sort of facilities do you guys have and resources and tools that you, um, athletes can use to help them become a better soccer player? Yeah, so obviously, like, like we talked about, I, I've been in a lot of programs, so I can kind of kind of weigh it all out and stuff like that. And I can certainly say that here at Wake, we have some of the best facilities I've, I've ever been around. Uh, we've actually upgraded our facilities. We've actually uh, have gotten new facilities uh, when it comes to that. Uh, 
we have um, we've upgraded here and there. Obviously, our, our training field uh, before I came to Wake, our training the training field was was not what it is now. Uh, there was a time where I was doing camps at Wake uh, for the staff, working with the staff, and and they didn't have a training field because it was getting uh, leveled and, and and reseeded and everything and stuff like that. And now it's it's plush, it's it's perfect, and it, and it's great. Um, that was a, a good uh, addition there. And our training field obviously is right next to our, our stadium, Spry Stadium, uh, which which holds the best best um best fans in the country um i think if you ask around and you and you see where where people have been to, to games in the college the college atmosphere you'll you'll see that people say wake is, is probably one of the best college uh fan bases in the country um so that that doesn't hurt there but obviously like i said upgrades that we've had we've we've just added a nutrition center uh along with a multi-million dollar uh, facility that has a indoor football facility, our new basketball uh, offices, basketball uh, training um, court um, with a weight room, their own weight room. Olympic sports has their own weight room, which is obviously uh, sports that you would see in the Olympics, soccer, um, basketball, tennis, um, golf. They have a weight room and football has their own weight room as well. Wow. So all that in our new building uh, and the nutrition center is a great, uh, great addition as well. Uh, obviously with all the running around as a student athlete, going from, from class to class to training, uh, sometimes uh, you have to figure it out when you can eat. And it's a good addition for uh, athletes that they have the nutrition center there where they can go and get grab a quick snack if, if they don't have time for, for a big meal for lunch or something like that. They can swing by the nutrition center, grab a snack there uh, and, and have that uh, to hold them over. Um, and, and obviously uh, other things that we have that kind of helps us do an athlete um, is our, um, our tutors, our tutors and advisors that, that help us day in and day out. Um, our guys meet with their, um, advisor uh every week uh and then with their tutors uh whenever they set their schedule so along with having their classes and their professors they'll have a tutor for specific classes that they need uh we check in with them obviously to make sure that that we if there's anything we can help with um when it comes to to that and then their advisors always on them uh about their their classes as well so there's a lot to help the student athlete because obviously there's a lot to do. So, so when it comes to that, sometimes you do need a little, little help here and there, a little guidance, uh, but the guys put in the work and that's, it's, it's, it's good to have the help here and there when you, when, when you need it. That's what I love about college athletics, you know, regardless of the sport is that your guys are giving every opportunity to succeed both academically and both in the sport as well, which is a fantastic system. Um, and also, you know, for parents that are watching this, remember like athletes must meet a 2.3 out of four GPA at all times. If they want to be D1 eligible, otherwise they can't compete. So, you know, you're forced to be better. You're forced to pass. You're forced to do well. Um, you know, outlining those resources that you have and painting a good picture of it, can you walk us through what a day as a student athlete looks like at Wake Forest? Yeah, so, um, yeah, going along with 
obviously the resources that the guys have and stuff, we, we find ways to help them as well. So when it comes to their schedules and stuff like that, we kind of tailor it to or, or suggest that they, they have classes in these certain blocks and these certain times, and, and we'll set a time for training uh, away from, from classes and, and stuff like that. So, for example, our guys would probably go to class from 8 or 9 whenever they have their first class all the way to maybe 3.15, and we'll have training at 3.45. So it gives them a little t- bit of time to, to get changed, go s- get uh, some some therapy in if they need it, go see the trainer, and then come to the field and, and be ready to go. Uh, but obviously, we try and give them a little bit of time to where they can do that um, when it comes to, to balancing out their schedule. Along with that, we, we, we kind of, at the beginning of the season, we'll give them out, okay, this is your schedule for the year. Uh, when it comes to, to games, we're going to miss this, these certain days. We're going to miss this, this time block. We're not going to be, we're going to be leaving for so-and-so during this time. So you have to let your professors know we can advance. So that communication is a big thing. As long as you communicate with your professors, as long as you let them know what's going on ahead of time, they're, they're pretty helpful when it comes to, to stuff like that. Um, maybe you'll take a quiz earlier uh, or maybe you'll get the, the assignment sooner. That way you can get it uh, beforehand and try and hand it in before we leave. Or maybe they, they let you know that you can do it while you're on, on the road. Uh, so it's all about communication when it comes to your professors and stuff like that. So obviously our guys, like I said, we'll go to class. Uh, we'll, we'll train uh, around 345. Um, be done around maybe 445, 5. Um, nice little cool down. They'll walk back down to their um, to the locker room and change. and then. They kind of have the rest of the, the the afternoon to get obviously dinner and 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 try and do whatever classwork they have and a little bit of downtime and stuff like that, um, and go from there for the next day. Uh, obviously, when it comes to game days and stuff like that, it's a little bit different, just depending on what time the game is. If it's a a weekend game or, or a weekday game and stuff like that. So, awesome! Yeah. Now that's fantastic and. Obviously, being in a, in a very powerful conference like yourself, you play a lot of big-time programs. Um, some of those programs are located a little bit far away, um, and sometimes when you compete, you've got to do travel uh, more than, like, eight hours. Do you guys use the plane much? Yeah, so uh, obviously in, in our conference, the ACC, uh, we have a couple teams that are kind of farther than, than, than driving uh, is, is a possibility. So with with games that we kind of have to go more than I would say three to four hours, we'll, we'll probably catch a flight to to those games um, beforehand. So that's that's where that comes in that communication to to your professors. Hey, we play Saturday, so we're gonna have to leave Friday uh, on a flight or Thursday. Sorry, we'll leave Thursday to. Um, to catch a flight and be there Friday and be ready for the game Saturday and stuff like that. So yeah, when, when it's uh, games that, that we have to go farther than three to four hours, we'll, we'll catch a flight. Yeah. What advice can you give these student athletes um, if they want to go and compete in D1? Yeah. So obviously trying to play at the highest level you can uh, whenever you can is, is a good uh, stepping stone to, to get you where you want. Uh, you want to challenge yourself. You want to put yourself in different environments to see how, how you do. Um, 
obviously pushing yourself is, is a big thing when you get the, the opportunity to play at a higher level um, or, or even play maybe with older, older guys or, or girls, wherever, whatever you, you can, um, you have to find ways to, to take those opportunities. Um, it helps. Like I said, uh, we, we recruit from wherever, uh, but it does help when, when we see uh, player A has been playing at so-and-so academy or has been playing for the national team or has been playing for, for this. Um, so it does catch our eye. Um, and, and it is a, a aspect that, that can, that can help. Um, I think pushing yourself is a big thing. Um, not like there's, like you said, if, if you're, if you're not doing it, somebody else is. So putting in the work, putting in the time uh, to get where you want to, you want to go is, is a big thing awesome man and what do i got to do to get you to new zealand <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously we got to let the governor, <laughs> the governor <laughs> here figure that out first and then we can we can set something <laughs> up but no i definitely want to want to come over <laughs> oh absolutely man um it'll be great to have you here in new zealand hopefully we can time it with uh, one of the rugby games whenever that happens even that's yeah. up in the air at the moment but Hey, look, thank you so much, Jonathan, for your time. And for all those athletes that are watching this, go check out the Wake Forest University page. Check them out on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Even go on YouTube and look up the highlights for 2018, 2019. Um, there's an amazing amount of content there. You can get an understanding of what competing at D1 is like, especially at the top end. Um, and, I mean, look, there's a number of top programs out there for the guys that are at the elite level in New Zealand, Australia, and other countries that are watching this. Wake Forest have got an amazing setup, um, highly endorsed their program, and Jonathan is a guy that if you contact him, he'll get back to you very quickly with an honest answer. So, again, Jonathan, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate you being here. Stay safe, man. You as well. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you so much.